<laughs> I always I always sound like a conspiracy theorist when I talk about this. No, we like, like conspiracies. Go ahead. <laughs> and you like elevated kedusha, the Hasidic memer. We're changing your name. The place I trained at, my instructor called me the killer because he was like, she's like, oh, I'm like this nice, polite Jewish kid, but I know how to like punch someone in the face. Welcome to the finally. Let's go. It took us so long. We all grew beer, Stephen Yaakov. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of Two Hastinapod. We have with us a very interesting guest, very cool guest. You want to introduce him? The king of From Simcha on Instagram. <laughs> the turnt Jew, a.k.a. From Fitness, a.k.a. Yaakov Fine. Hey, what's up, guys? Baruch <laughs> Hashem. Good to have you. Hashem. Came all the way up from Yerushalayim. Baruch Hashem. Thank to you so much. To the, to the Ruach. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you said you were actually talking about moving. Maybe you'll move here. It's up in the, <laughs> it's up in the air. I have no idea. Move here, you get a wife. That's the deal. Like, you move here, you work on You have more time to focus on Torah, and then you dive into the Torah, and then Hashem's like, oh, he's ready. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's a good deal. That's no, a very good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, take there's, it no, out, there's no time for business here. There's no opportunities anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've said it a few times already on the podcast. Tzfat is of a shetevot tzachim parnasat amid. Always need parnasat here, so. Yeah. So talking about parnasat, you have the number one meme, Jewish meme channel in on Instagram. You call it channel page. I, I should say number one from Jewish page because like Jewish page, there are like course. there are other Jewish pages that are bigger than mine, but whatever, they're more like not so kosher. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to speak Russian Hara, but <laughs> but, uh, but they're not the turn Jew. They're not the turn Jew, exactly. <laughs> Wait, how does how does one get into making a, a okay. meme page? Okay, so growing up, or just like in high school, I guess um, memes were always like kind of niche. Like it was like kind of like a niche, like kind of nerdy thing to like be into memes. But around like 2014, maybe 2015, they started becoming like way more mainstream. And all these accounts on Instagram were getting like millions of followers with all these like really funny memes about just like random things in daily life. Um, so I was following those for a while and they were making me laugh and I was sending them to friends, whatever. And then like I, I like a light bulb went up, went off in my head one day and I'm like, wait, there you can make a million of these about like daily life as a from Jew. So, so true. <laughs> so yeah, it's really cool to see like memes that are based on Judaism. Like I've never seen, I think, or I've seen here and there, but like so many and like really original, funny ones and from all different types. Even you did the ones about Pesach now, I think. Yeah, I did a yeah. few about Pesach. Even um, on us, you did one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was nice. Guys, l'chaim, l'chaim. L'chaim. Just, uh, l'chaim. Get everyone. L'chaim. Let's get turned. So you get this idea. Oh, yeah, it's true. Is it Tuesday? Technically, yes. I think it's Monday, right? no? Yeah, no, but it's, it's we're Jews. Oh, so yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It just started Tuesday right now. Of course, right we're now. Jews. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> the day starts at night, guys. The year of Yiboke. So you get this idea, like, okay, let's make from memes. Yeah, I just, like, I was just, like, playing around with it. And I just, I spent, like, an hour or two, like, one day just, like, figuring out how to make memes. And at, I'm in a, I was in a WhatsApp group with like a bunch of close friends from Yeshiva. So I would just like post them and they were like, oh, that like, this is really funny. Where'd you find them? And I was like, well, I made it actually. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you got to post these online. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I started posting them online and like, 
Um, at the time, it was just like my personal Instagram. So the people who were following me were like people I knew for the most part. So they would like they would like text me and be like, "These are so funny! Like you need to like keep doing this." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." I, I'm just, I was just having fun with it. I was never intending on uh, like becoming a, like a big thing. Yeah, you said turns. Exactly. <laughs> um, so when did that happen? When did like. When is it like no longer okay? This is not Yaakov anymore. This is an alter ego. This is a new page. This after is a, a couple thing. months, I think. So I started get, like making memes like right a few months before I made Aliyah, like back in twenty sixteen or something. Mazaltov, Mazaltov. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Pay attention, guys, in Chutzlaret. Uh, yeah, uh, ten out of ten would recommend making Aliyah. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. After a couple months, I was like, okay, I need like a new, like I need like a name, a persona, something. So I don't know. At, at the time, everyone was saying like, let's get hella turns. And I thought it was the funniest. I, th- I just thought it was just like the funniest phrase in the world. So I was just like the turn Jew. And I was like, that kind of rolls off the tongue. So I just did that. And yes. oh, we got to yeah. turn off the technical fan. Guys, just so you know, every time we try to have a podcast with holy people, there's problems. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So... I was having fun with that. So um, during my first two years of Aliyah, I was uh, I was a madricha in a couple different American yeshivas. So the guys there discovered I was like making these memes, and they thought they were really funny. And they told their friends, and it just kind of like spread by word Every of mouth. Every yeshiva year, you get another pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then there was one day I woke up and. There was a larger account. What was it called? It was called like Jew Things or something. I don't know if they're still up anymore, but they reposted one of my memes and gave me credit and tagged me in it. And I woke up and I had like four or five hundred new followers, and I was like, "Whoa! Like this? Like I'm a thing now?" <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't know. From then on, I was just like, "Okay, like this is just something I do for fun." And I like even to this day, I'm just having fun with it. I'm not like stressing over like getting like tons of followers or like. I, I just I just do this for fun. And for anyone who's looking to get into social media, or at least like f- for fun, um, I would say don't stress over numbers. Work on, focus on making quality content that people will like. Um, because uh, I, I felt like kind of stressed for a while. Like, oh, I had to post like three times a day or whatever. And I you did watching do that. Gary Vee? Um, a little bit. Not yeah, he, he gets people into that. <laughs> I mood. keep... Yeah, so I was doing that for a while, and I was kind of like gang stressed over it, and it was turning into quantity over quality. So I was like, okay, maybe I need to scale it back. So I just do like one a day, or I try to aim for one a day, and I think they're more quality than before, where I was just like putting out content for the sake of putting out content. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing I'm most impressed with is that it is a from Jewish memes. Like, where do you find such things? And and the f- interesting is, you weren't always from, right? No, I. So I was born and raised in Seattle, and I grew up, like, in the conservative movement. So um, I went to, like, Jewish elementary school and Jewish summer camps and stuff. But at home, I didn't keep Shabbos or keep kosher or anything. Wow. And you, you start, decided to become from, like, at a very young age, right? I was reading you um, yeah, like, around high school time. Yeah, I was like – so basically so, – so here's the story. So <laughs> I went to a, like, conservative Jewish elementary school. Um, then I went to a non-Jewish middle school, and I hated it, so I wanted to get out. Um, so there was this, there was this uh, yeshiva high school in Seattle that I was like, that was like really small, which is something I wanted at the time. 
And a lot of my friends from my elementary school actually ended up going to the high school. So I was like, okay, if I go here, um, I'm in a small environment and I have... conservative kids went to other kids besides you? They went went to... to A yeshiva's day school? um, Yeah, I mean, so the school is like... The school's from, but not all the kids are. So okay. is it's it like at a, a Sunday school type of thing, or it's no, like no, every day? No, it's like high day school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they ended up going because they wanted to be in like a small school and stuff. Also, so I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And my parents were very perplexed at first, and <laughs> um, but they're like, hey, if you want to do, that. my parents have always been big on like, if this is what you want to do, and you know it. Then what was the motivation it. behind that? Because like, um, I, for me, I'm really shocked by that. Because I did the opposite. <laughs> I grew up in a like pretty frum like environment. I was really? like, no, I don't want this. I went to like a non-Jewish school. You or... didn't go to an American public school. Yeah, <laughs> that bad. Yeah, it can get that bad. I mean, um, basically, I was like, I just like wanted. I wanted to be in a small environment, and I was just like, I hated the kids in my middle school. So I was just like, I need to go somewhere else. But. Public school was like, like, well, this place is like way too big. So, like, so I was like, okay, maybe I can give this like small. How many kids were in your school in the, in the non-Jewish school? The non-Jewish school, not so many. Um, like maybe three, four, five hundred, six hundred so max. My high school was five thousand seven hundred kids in four wow. years, four grades. <laughs> this is in the United States. Yeah, four grades. United States is so weird. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's like if you're not. You know, if you're not used to that, yeah, it's, it's very it's, different. It's culture. Way different, yeah. And and you're yeah. the minority. Immediately, you're like wow. you're the Jew. That's and intense. You stand out, you know? Yeah, you yeah. feel that when you're there, like everybody's looking at you, like they know you're Jewish, or that one. You mean like when I'm walking around, like like in a public, public school, school or type of thing? Um, sort of. I don't know. I just like don't really care what other people think. So, um, like I was visiting Seattle uh, shortly after the Chagim in October. And I was walking around with the keeper, but like nobody made any comments. And I don't know. I'm just not self conscious about it anymore because I'm comfortable in my own skin. So I don't don't really care what others think. <laughs> I feel also like in the United States, like anti Semitism is way less than Europe. Maybe now actually it's uh, turning over. Depends. Yeah, I'm not sure. What I like... Could, like I would walk down the street and people would curse at me for being. Yeah, the Belgium wow. is very. People bad. trip me and like yeah, yeah, it's really bad. So I can. Thankfully, say I've never had an experience like that. That's not to say, you know, obviously it happens, but um, I've never had a personal encounter with that. So very thankful with that. But so I'll you get sure. to this high school. and um, Yeah, so I started doing NCSY there. And I, I would say I started becoming like more interested in Judaism when I was like, you know, 16, 17, like 10th and 11th grade. Um, I wasn't making any like hard commitments like, oh, I want this like for the rest of my life. But um, I, I would go to like friends for Shabbat and I would be around like a Shabbos dinner and it was just like to me it was just like a very beautiful thing just like families like coming together and I just saw like some beauty in that and it was very different from how you grew up with the, you did you have yeah. also Shabbos table and no we did it was just like but it's like different you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's like Kiddush and then TV yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> I went through that stage <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh wow so yeah. you saw the beauty, the holiness in that thing that attracted you. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was also, like, I was very, like, a depressed kid in high school. And I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't going anywhere in life. So um, part of me was, like, maybe I should, like, try and pivot and, like, move things into a new direction. And I was just, like, you know, I got nothing to lose by just, you know, giving this a shot. I don't need to make any lifelong commitments right now. Um, 
And I remember there was one NCSY Shabbaton. It was right before finals week. And I was like getting really into it at the time or really into NCSY at the time. And I was the only one from Seattle there. It Sorry. Was... Okay. So it's like, what is NCSY? Because yeah. oh, I'm Belgian. And to me, that <laughs> sounds it, like it. CIS <laughs> or like some police department <laughs> or something. Sorry, I'm just like used to talking about this with Americans. so They know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it stands for National Conference Synagogue Youth. It's a Jewish like youth youth group that's okay. based on Kiruv for mm-hmm. high school. So um, a lot, I, have a, I have a lot of friends. I know a lot of people who became from through. My wife as well. So. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I was like... You bring the kids together. Weekends, yeah. Shabbatons. Like, like B'nai Akiva, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Pretty much, more or less. Um, yeah, so I was... I, I just, like, remember, like, every Shabbaton I was coming... I was, like, coming back, and I felt, like, just, like, a little bit better about myself, like, a little closer to Hashem. And um, so wow. it just, like, got in my mind, like, maybe I should, like, want... Even though I don't know exactly what being close to Hashem means exactly like it's something I wanted so I don't know I just started feeling like way better about myself and you know it was a slow and gradual process I and then I think it was like towards the end of 11th grade I was just like I want to I want this I want this I even if I'm not 100% sure what being you know committed to the Torah means I the feeling it. of being with people and keeping Shabbat exactly. is, is, you can't deny it. Like You feel it and you don't know exactly what it is, but it's it's very powerful. Very powerful. Exactly. Um, the director of Seattle and CSY at the time was, um, of the cha- of the Seattle chapter was, uh, he, he was really helping me out with, uh, just giving me general guidance and advice on how to deal with situations and like, he helped me pick out which yeshiva to go to, and so I owe him a lot with. Uh, so you didn't wearing. go to college like the typical American? No, I did. <laughs> I did go. I mean, I went to yeshiva after. I went to Leva Torah in Ramat Beit Shemesh. Um, I spent a year and a half there. My parents were very, again, they were very perplexed because, like, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, like, do you remember, in, like, when you were like thirteen and all your friends were having bar and bat mitzvahs, yeah. and like, you would you would have to. And it was like every weekend you were at a bar or bat mitzvah. I didn't so have that because I was already religious and every all, most of my friends were conservative or reform. Ah, so okay, I, I wasn't uh, really going. But And I just but, didn't yeah. have so many friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I wasn't so popular either. Well, basically everyone... But I know, the, I know you, what you're talking about. You know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. Like in seventh grade, there's like the bar mitzvah circuit where every weekend there, you have to go to shul for synagogue. I remember I always begged my parents to like, let me skip and just go to the party <laughs> that night. <laughs> Um, so my parents were like very perplexed because they never saw me as someone who uh, want, who took an interest in religion. But they're like, if you want this, then, you know, we'll stand behind you on it. So. That's great. So wait, NCSY played more of a role than the school, than going to a, like a religious the school, school? The school definitely helped. Um, but I don't know. It was just like, it was kind of like at school, it was like what I was learning. It was like tied to like homework. So there was kind of unintentionally like a negative like look at it at the time where it's like I was on these shot and I was like oh I want to learn I want to be closer to Hashem so there was like more of a natural desire for it it's hard to explain but no, it's like, like it, yeah. Torah. it's like the yeah. it's like learning Kabbalah and Chassidut versus learning Gemara like and Gemara exactly, can be very yeah. interesting but like it doesn't necessarily always do what like three sentences of Chassidut can do to you exactly you know, that can set you going for for months yeah. yeah I think it's also the fact that you chose it is like such a different thing right like when you were like Kind of like forced to learn or like people wanted you to like yeah kind of less into but when you choose it it felt right it, yeah it felt more like natural yeah. i guess um what was i gonna say 
Oh, so yeah. Um, so in senior year, my in 12th grade, I was like, okay, I want to go to yeshiva after high school. And like, I was just like very dead set on that. And so I went to uh, Levator in Ramah Bechemish and I had the most wonderful time. And I was just like growing, like just like from the start. And my parents are very worried I was going to like, you know, flip out and like never talk to them again and like grow a beard and pay us <laughs> exactly um i love you parents I still but you. <laughs> but like every every rob i talked to was like you know you need to like keep in contact with your parents and like i mean i never had any thoughts about like abandoning them <laughs> but like but it happens uh, to some people some people they it happens they break unfortunately. Off completely. yeah, yeah. But, um, but you still had this connection exactly and and they saw i was like just like personality wise i'm like the same guy i was i didn't i didn't go anywhere i just you know do my own thing kind of <laughs> yeah connected to the source a little bit more you know exactly it's, it's vital it's vital also like a for for a healthy lifestyle and like our self-confidence and just being able to like i feel like a, when once you get into the from community or into the more religious circles it doesn't matter whether it's you know like yeshivish or hasidic or Sephardi or anything it doesn't really matter like mm -hmm. There's much more sense of community and connection and and being with a person and being able to to, to socialize a lot more. Um, I know that for, for sure that was my experience, just being able to like, you let your walls down a little bit because you realize everyone is trying to do the same thing. Like we're all just trying to connect to Hashem. We have our hardships, mm -hmm. but the common goal and the common denominator is that we're all Jews and we're trying to you know work towards this life of a, of a, of a connection, of a spirituality. It, it, it allows you to connect to other people as well. So, mm -hmm. and CSY, that's it's amazing mm -hmm. that they that they're able to do it. I never went to it. I, yeah, I was like the Seattle po poster boy for a while. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Very much. Unofficially, but yeah. Were you already ripped then? No, I was not ripped then. <laughs> wow, now you should call him. Take me now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah get you married without the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so what about fitness from fitness? Okay, so that's. That, that's more of like a recent thing. So growing up, I was like a fat kid, basically. <laughs> and whatever, I was like very self-conscious about how I looked. And um, yeah, I was just kind of, I kind of like accepted it. Then in high school, I kind of, I mean, I had like a growth spurt in high school. So I like kind of thinned out a little bit. I was still like a little, you know, chunky, whatever. Um, but I was like, okay, I wasn't like, you know, horrendously overweight by any means. Um, then yeshiva, my madrich at the time, like, he just kind of stressed the importance of just, like, you know, going on a run once in a while, just to, like, you know, clear your head or whatever. So started getting more into running just to I, – I didn't really care about, like, losing weight or anything. I just wanted to, you know, the relieve – mental health benefits. Exactly. Relief stress, basically. So I did that for a while, and even at YU. Um, then, I don't know, then here in Israel, um, I don't know, I just – well, I guess back at YU, I was uh, – I was also dealing with like, you know, depression, like mental health issues. And, you know, I took up, <laughs> I, I always love surprising people with this, but I took up Krav Maga for like a few years. And I mean, you guys were I was in the just going to ask that. Yeah. It seemed like the Krav Maga type of guy. <laughs> Some sort of martial arts. Yeah. yeah. The place I trained at, my instructor called me the killer because he was like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm like this nice, polite Jewish kid, but I know how to like, punch someone in the face <laughs> killer fitness <that's> <laughs> exactly. might be more powerful than from fitness. maybe <laughs> um yeah so i was doing that for a while and 
you know, eventually uh, uh, in Israel, like a couple years ago, I was like, okay, I want to, you know, embark on this journey. I want to like take control of my, like my image. Um, so I started getting more into weight training and I, I had no idea what I was doing at first. Like I went to a gym, but I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing with like what to, what workouts to do or like how many repetitions or whatever. So I hired a trainer and he got me into shape and, um, it's funny. He, I still get like random calls. Uh, I had this trainer, his name was Joey and, um, I, I'll get like random calls from people. I'll be like, Oh yeah, I talked to Joey and he referred me to you. Cause he said, you're like one of his like best clients he's ever had. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I just started noticing, like, I was just way more confident. I was less depressed. I was, I had more energy to do everything. And I'm like, why isn't this talked about like in the firm community? Like, I just feel like it's never emphasized enough. And you know, we we I, we always hear like ibdu etashem v'simcha, but it's like it's hard to do that when your body is like actively working against you. Mm-hmm. So, wow, I want to get more, you know, do more outreach with that. So, mm-hmm. and at the time I was working a job in marketing, and I, don't know, I was just I can't sit in a cubicle for like eight hours. I don't, I don't know how people do it. <laughs> so, yeah, you yeah. can't be happy if your body's like unhappy, then your mental state's not gonna be happy. Exactly. And many people are going to relate to that, I'm sure. And I write a lot, like, on Facebook and on From Fitness, like, just, like, how my life, like, really changed. And, like, everyone who knew me was just like, wow, you're, like, different. You're more bold. You're more confident. I was like, I am more bold and confident. Thank you. So, um, And it's, like, it's you feel that it had that much of an effect that just working out routinely, like... I, I mean... I'm not going to say, like, okay, you'll get in shape and suddenly all your problems are solved. But, no, no, no. But, like, oh just... but what it did is it gave me the confidence, the motivation. Because I, I looked at this one part of my life where I was, like, I, like growing up, I never thought I'd be, like, a thin guy. I never thought I'd know what it, what it would be like to be thin. Now suddenly I reached this goal. I'm like, what else am I capable of? So wow. I really feel like I can I, – I don't know. I, felt, I feel, like, way more motivated to, like, push myself in other in other areas. My – Davening's better. I learn more than usual. Um, I learn with more intensity too, like more focus. That's the thing, because in yeshiva it's frowned upon and they don't do it. But if they knew that you would be learning yeah. better and praying better, yeah, exactly. It's so sad. They actually the Rebbe was totally for it. Totally really? for it. Like yeah, I think he talked about putting a swimming pool even like wow. like about swimming because swimming is very healthy for your body and for. Mental state yeah. and breathing and everything. I mean, and then you just learn better. Like to be, you said, to be fair, I have I, I've had a few rebellion in the past. Like, tell me, like you should exercise, but like really, wow, that's good. I mean, it's like, but it's not like a common thing. It was just like, oh, it's nice to do to like relieve stress, but mm. like I'm more about like using it as a like as a part of your lifestyle. And um, I think it's I remember like the first steps are always like the hardest because there's a lot of like misinformation out there and like a lot of confusion about. How to you know get in shape properly so that's why i started from fitness to educate people to help them out with, with uh, the first steps of getting into shape and like changing their lives what's the most common mistake you see people make okay um first is assuming that like oh i can never like eat pizza again or i can never i can never enjoy shabbos <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're like oh i can i can like eat whatever i'm trying to say. i'm like yeah you just have to make the other six days of the week count as i like to say yeah um as long as the majority of your week you're eating yeah. healthy you're good basically exactly and i teach my clients you know that how to like having a good relationship with food is not just eating healthy but it's also 
being able to take a break, like just being able to, to enjoy Shabbos and not stress out over it. So how like, and then this kind of touches on dieting. So mm-hmm. like dieting versus, versus working out. I mean, like they're both obviously have tremendous health effects, but like how important, like is one way more important than the other? From your experience again. Uh, I would say that diet is much more important because like to get someone to their health goal to like lose weight, um, it, food is like 80% of that. And, oh, wow. And it's also, health isn't just, you know, eating the right foods. It's also, or just like, it's not just making sure you're losing weight, but it's also making sure you're getting fu- foods that are fueling your body properly, that are, you know, you're getting the right vitamins and minerals and all the nutrients that you need so that your body functions optimally. What diet do you follow? Do you follow a specific diet? Kosher diet. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> um, I'm going to sound like an insane person here, but I eat like the same thing every day, except Shabbos. Shabbos is like my day off, basically. But I eat the same thing every day. Um, <laughs> to go through like a typical day, I have eggs in the morning and like an apple. Then for lunch, I have fish, sweet potato, uh, mushrooms, broccoli, what else? And tomatoes. And then for dinner, I have chicken, rice, cauliflower, and like string beans. And yeah. A lot of vegetables. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Because those, it fuels you? Yeah, you get, you get all the necessary vitamins and minerals you need. And um, like processed foods are like, really terrible basically um, you feel also shitty afterwards you feel mm-hmm. like sorry <laughs> shooty <Bleed. laughs> no the ty makes it cuter i always sound like a conspiracy theorist when i talk about this no we like, like conspiracies go ahead <laughs> Please. okay basically we've been conditioned as a society to eat way more than we need to by you know all these like junk foods do you remember i don't know if this was a thing where you guys grew up, but on TV, um, every time there was a commercial for a breakfast cereal, it'd be like part of a nutritious, balanced breakfast. It's like yeah. there's no nutrients in cereal. It's sugar. It's like yeah. it's processed sugar. It's awful. Uh, also, and, in like halacha, uh, they say like you know you shouldn't like a uh, snack throughout your day. Have exactly. your meals, and you eat your meals. Don't snack throughout. You know, like it's a it's a, an advice, obviously. Yeah. But would you say you have to eat more when you work out? Because if you're building up muscle. For you, like, do you eat more than the average person, or you think you eat? Would you say um, the same? I, th- I don't know. I mean, I don't like snack that much. Like, I have big meals, but mm-hmm. I don't really snack that much in between. So, but you do have big meals, like three, like main. I'm I'm meals. full after my meals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and what about um, red meat versus like chicken, fish, and all this? It, honestly, there's like. There's like because you didn't mention any red meat in there. In your daily, uh, <laughs> I do not have a daily. I do not have a daily because chicken's much cheaper. So, it's the that's why. <laughs> exactly. <coughs> Excuse me. Guys. I thought you were going to throw up for a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> you disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, this all ties in though. It's like basuli mikdash v'shachanti patocham, right? Like. You'll make for me a mikdash, and I will dwell among you. Mm-hmm. The, the body is like a temple, you know, it, and, yeah. and we have to, not that we have to worship the body, but we, just like you clean the temple, and, you know, there's uh, certain things you bring into it and you don't. Um, so it's the same thing as well. And once you're, once I feel also a person that 
doesn't leave a lead a healthy lifestyle, you're kind of like you said, it it affects your Abodat Hashem. It really affects your Abodat Hashem. I'm not saying that mental I'm, health. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a. I definitely need to start working out. Not just to, <laughs> not to gain weight, I not have to lose weight. Now. Come, we'll come talk. Heavy bag. Just we'll, to like, we'll talk know. afterwards. Yeah, you got your trainer <laughs> now. Show. Exactly, make us a little. Uh, a little program just to like you just to run to a little bit yeah but yeah to just to like you know like everything that you mentioned that that it benefits for it everything that you said that's not physical i would love to have that yeah more prayer more like uh, concentrated prayers more power to learn torah um to not be snacking you know in between that is a physical yeah. thing but it's it's from a type of a place of like i don't need to put this food in right now i have a meal later i have you know i have times that i eat yeah. Also, when I was getting into health and fitness, I noticed there were so many overlapping principles with uh, with uh, your Avodah Hashem. Like the general one of the first like things I remember learning when I was becoming from was like the idea of like not living for now, not living for just enjoying this moment, but also for the future, living for a higher purpose. It's kind of the same way where it's like, OK, you can eat now. You can like eat whatever you want, but that's not going to serve you in the long run. You want to eat foods that are going to you know, serve you long term and help you live a longer life. Maintenance, maintenance, uh, maintenance. Okay, yeah. Like you don't, you don't want to have to <laughs> run to the doctor when you have a problem. The point is to prevent yourself from ever getting yeah, to the doctor. Exactly. Like, Preventing illness. Pre- oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was, it said yeah. maintenance, maintenance, but I meant preventive care. Like uh, I know what you mean. But yeah, to to lead a healthy lifestyle, and then you don't have to get into the problems. You don't have to all of a sudden do a weight loss diet of you know you have to take exactly. twenty pounds. Just keep it, you know, and keep keep eating. Um, and it's also, also like this, the the struggles that you said of like, oh, like I'm not, I, do I have to do I have a cheat day? Am I allowed to eat pizza and all these things? I think people also look at becoming religious that way, like oh, I'm not going to be able to go out with friends to a bar. I'm not going to be able to go out. I I I can't go out on Saturday anymore. I'm going to be sitting at home. Like no, if you actually get into a community and you're keeping Shabbat, you're very active and it's very exactly fun. Like, yeah, it's great. Especially if you're Chabad. <laughs> about is pretty nice <laughs> <laughs> by the way talking about food what do you think about a vegan diet or yeah what do you think about that i mean i know i'm i'm basically I, I hired a business coach a few months ago so i'm in a network with a bunch of other trainers and a bunch of and if some of them are vegan so they've been able to make great progress so um i'm personally not vegan but you know i know people who do very well on vegan diets so i'm not gonna say whether it's like better or worse than like normal eating but you know if if vegan works for you and you want that then go on ahead <laughs> yeah. no it doesn't work for me, <laughs> <laughs> me neither. <laughs> i saw uh, what's it called uh yakov langer from from meaningful people he put up on his instagram story he said like um would would if you had to be one of them for the rest of your life what would you pick to be halavit like to be milky or to be milky, <laughs> milky. Said, yeah both of you say Mm. I am meat for sure. No, I, I was really joking. No, I, I just thought it funny. So yeah, no, no, I thought so, it was funny. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, no. Flashic all the way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So people majority answered on the dairy side and now, and he was like, I'm so disappointed in everyone. It's, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I barely have dairy. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, we don't yeah. have like we have one dairy spoon in our house. It's for my wife to make coffee. <laughs> that's that's it. One dairy spoon. Yeah, that's the that's the only thing I use dairy for. It's like my coffee. That's it. Yeah. My cottage. I I love my cottage. <laughs> Even though I might have problems later, but <laughs> <laughs> it's also awesome. yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot that goes into this. But like, I think an important part is that that's the difference between us and the Greeks, right? They're like, 
we don't we talked about this in our last episode that like Greek yogurt. No, <laughs> yeah, like we, you know, like the the cultures of the West. The West is like very materialistic. The East is very spiritual, mm-hmm. and like Judaism, we're in the middle path, and yeah, and Greece is like a very close um, demographic to the Jews, mm-hmm. the Greeks, and the Greek culture. It's like the physical stripped kind of the spiritual in a way, but we're very close. Like there used to be a big relationship between Athens and, and Jerusalem as well back in the day, and. The difference is is the tzaddik, right? How do you, like, Israel is Zion, and Yavan is just the same letters without the tzaddik in it. So what's the difference between Yavan and Zion? The fact that we're tzaddikim, that we that even if we work out, it's it's for Avodat Hashem. It's, it's not so that yeah. we you know like exactly. we we'll buff and like yeah, we can go. Model. And that's the all end. So yeah, like, and I yeah. should I should probably add that like being healthy doesn't mean being like a size two or being like this enormous like with enormous muscles and stuff it just means having a body that you worked for and that you're proud of it doesn't and that serves you that serves you exactly you don't want to you know that if you make the body into the i need to be like this image i don't think that's healthy it definitely ruins the the mental health benefits that yeah, that you would get from just regularly working out yeah and and, it, and it's a false goal like I, I need to look like this person to be considered beautiful or to be considered fit exactly it's not at all kosher. you should be Work out and get a body that you are comfortable with, that you like, and that you're happy with. Uh, it's an interesting mixture. Like on the one hand, you have the 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 funny Instagram, like making people ha- like making people laugh, which is mental health. And on the other hand, you're trying to do this from fitness to get people more connected to working out, but in a kosher way, which helps the body. And they both yeah. help up with that Hashem, right? Like mm-hmm. if you can't laugh. It's very hard to be a Jew. Mm-hmm. So the laughing might work out your abs, you know. <laughs> Get I hope core. so. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been working for me though. I don't know. What's uh, what kind of Torahs do like? Do you like getting into? What kind of what what inspires you on a Torah level to to do both of these holy things that you're doing? I think, just like. Can you say, sorry, can you say the question one more time? Like, saying like, uh, what, what inspires you from the Torah? Like when you have to sit down, not have to, when you choose, right? To sit mm-hmm. down and learn Torah, what is it that does it for you? Like what sparks you? What? Uh, Hasidism. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I'm, like, uh, I've been reading Masil Sushar. Well, I don't know if that counts as Hasidism, but whatever. <laughs> Close. Yeah, it's Kabbalah. Um, it's yeah, it's yeah. Pinimiyot, it's inner, inner work. It's a deeper uh, Torah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I listen to Shirim from Chabad.org all the time. So what to, um, Tanya? Listen, Daily Tanya? Or? Um, I've been on and off with Tanya, but I listen to Daily Mitzvah every day. So Daily, it's from the Rambam? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I actually have the book here. Oh, really? I need to continue again. <laughs> I've been having a break, you know, since... Uh... He needs a trainer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the thing, right? It, it gives you discipline also. when you work I, out. Absolutely. Um, I tell my clients, like... You know, I don't, I, I don't care if you're not in the mood. I just want, I just need you to do it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like uh, when you wake up in the morning. Sometimes you wake up and you're not in the best mood, but that doesn't mean like, okay, I'm not gonna go to shul today. I'm just gonna, you know, do my thing. You still go to shul. You still daven. You still learn Torah. Maybe, maybe you're not. You don't have the best, you know, mindset for it, but you still do the work. Show up. You still showing up exactly. Yeah, Rabbi Nachman talks about this also with these, but they do like the. You have a you set an uh, an appointment with Hashem every day, right? And like, 
you have to show up. It's not... Uh, Some more water? Yeah, sure. Like you, even if you have no words, right? You can show up to wherever you do your Eid Bode Dudes every day and you don't have anything in you, like you say. Like you, could, you don't even want to talk. But just the fact that you showed up, that already shows Hashem so much. Mm -hmm. And Hashem's like, loves just the fact that you like, you, I don't have it in me today, but I'm still going to come. I'm still going to show up. I still have this meeting and it's, and it's important to me. Wow, that's... Man, I need to start working out, Yakov. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do online training, so I can train anyone anywhere. You're going to so. run it with me? I'm going to run with you on Zoom? <laughs> You're going to run to Jerusalem and back. <laughs> you run in your shalem, I'll run here in Svat. That's like a 20-minute run, maybe. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got You're some Baal Shem Tov Kabbalah. Wow. So how do you come up with these uh, memes? Because like, you're like working out and then you're like... Okay, so I follow a bunch of like normal meme pages. And normal meme pages. <laughs> Meaning nor, not Jewish. Nor, not Jewish. <laughs> normie memes. <laughs> um, and when I see a picture that's just like, oh, this is like really, this is a really funny picture or something I can make a caption to, I screenshot it. Then I have an app where I edit the caption to something different and then I post it. So wow. it just kind of... I don't know, everyone's like, oh, you must spend, like, hours making these. I'm like, it takes me two minutes once I have an idea. Wow. So, and I have, like, a bunch, I have a bunch on my phone, and, like, if I'm scrolling through pictures, I'll, like, come across them and be like, oh, yeah, I had this picture. Like, maybe I can make a caption for it. So, yeah. That's great. You literally go into the darkness of the meme world, and you, like, <laughs> elevate it to <laughs> The Hasidic memer. <laughs> We're changing your name, man. Turned to so last year. Oh, that's my a, gosh. That's a... We're not getting yeah. The turns chassid. That's it. You've been elevated, bro. And people and people also send me some of their memes and like if it's really fun, if it makes me laugh. My rule is if it makes me laugh, then I'll post it. So sometimes I get posts that are really funny and some of my like some of my posts that got the most engagement came from other people. So it's good that that's good that you also provide a platform for other people that yeah. You're not the only person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good, man. Otherwise, That's we have to listen to each other talk the whole time. <laughs> Which we need to do, by the way. We need to have our own little talk for bringing, yeah. <laughs> talk it out. We gotta, we gotta talk, man. That's uh, some, some of the scariest phrases to hear. We have to talk. Mm, yeah, as long as it's not from the wife, you? it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy the life so far, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Set the shim. What's on your Shidduch resume? Can we get it out there? Uh, you want to let the people know? Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Put him on the spot. Yeah, why not? Go on, take another lechai if you're ready. Lechai, lechai. I'm drinking two cups of water now. Oh, I poured. It's okay. Yeah. I want to keep you in shape. You know, you were talking about it. Yeah, you need more <laughs> oxygen. The power of water. It's important to drink a lot of water, right? Even if yes. you're not working out. Exactly. I drink water all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go around with our little bottles. Exactly. Do you have any questions for us? Um, I guess like what? How did you guys? I don't know. Uh, you said you didn't grow up from, or you did grow up from, and then you weren't. And yeah, can I ask about that? So like, yeah, so basically, I grew up from like modern Orthodox. Like okay, I don't know how that is. That the same in the states? Basically, I, I like, you keep Shabbos and you keep all the mitzvahs, but to the minimum, you know. Yeah, more or less. I I, I know. What yeah, you mean. like boys and girls still together, and yeah, you know, they still date, and it's very. Very modern. I didn't connect to that at all because I'm the type of guy that's like all for it or all not for it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think we can all relate since we're, yeah. you're like 
also special like you're all into your i kind of I, I i like when i look back on my life i'm or like the decisions i made it was i i actually am definitely an all or nothing kind of yeah. guy i think it's good i think it's good to be all or nothing otherwise i think so kind of, yeah so basically i i didn't like it and by the age of like 13 i moved to with my lived with my dad and and then i quickly moved to go to a, a boarding school because i lived so far away from the jewish school that i didn't like to travel <laughs> so two hours a day and i just i was just totally done with it and so i just decided to go and uh, go totally of the derch and check <laughs> it out check what the non-jewish life is all about because like i didn't get it like i have to keep shabbos but there is no you know in the Hasidus, the beautiful thing is like it it's all has meaning but when you like you're just, no like, you're just like why, why, when yeah. there's no context, it's yeah, like, why exactly. the heck am I doing this? So, yeah, what am I actually doing? Uh, someone said 3,000 years ago that this is what I have to do. And like, I mean, that's it. You just expect me to do exactly. it. I mean, Nasem Vanishma, we, we need to still be. Yeah, yeah but that was mitzvah. then. They said but, it. You know, yeah. if you don't get explained what Nasem Vanishma is now in this generation, right? Then it's like, yeah, exactly. My ancestors said, keep this and do this. It's a tradition. So, yeah. But no. How do you know the Torah is true? Yeah. No, and that's also what really helped me. Because like, I was like, okay, I believe there is a God. I always believed. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would eat, never eat pork. I would never do certain things. But, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be the best Jew. But then one day I, would, I was looking into UFOs. <laughs> talking about conspiracy <laughs> theories. Because like, what's going on with the world? Where do we come from? Maybe it's the aliens. That's funny. <laughs> Who knows? You know? What do you think about aliens? Gotta make a meme about it. <laughs> I, don't <know>. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never thought seriously. Ever about had an it. encounter with uh, something? Uh, no. no. Well, I've never been to Tel Aviv, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of aliens. <laughs> no, I was once actually in the army, and like I saw like three dots in the sky when I was on guard, and they were moving very weird, like white lights. Yeah, it was very strange. I think, I think we call those airplanes, but okay. <laughs> they didn't move like airplanes at all. <laughs> they were like moving back and forth, like very strange. But anyway, so I was looking to the UFO, UFO thing, and I came across pyramids, and then I came into this documentary about this Christian guy that basically he goes to all over the world to find out if the Bible is true, like the Old Testament, and he finds so much proof in the archaeology, so much proof everywhere. And he basically pieces all the puzzles together. And I was just crying the entire documentary. <laughs> I was just bawling. And at the end of the documentary, I remember like being literally on my knees and being, it's true. It's true. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And from then on, I knew that it was true. I like, he explained it and like showed it. And like, I need to logically understand it and see it to believe it at that point, at least in my life, to have something like to know it's some proof. And that, they did it for me. And then also Rav Alon Nava video about like if you if you go to uh, up there and you haven't uh, taken your shoot together, <laughs> if you don't have your stuff together, let's say like <laughs> this, then you're in trouble up there. So I was like, that motivated me also a bit of Musar. But then what really got me there, and I think like like you were saying, is like the Hasidus. It's like that is what really motivates you at the end of the day, like the beauty of Hasidus and the, the deeper meaning that you you get to know Hashem basically through power of YouTube Rabbi YouTube. YouTube yeah that's, uh, that's why we're also here two chassis in a pod but you have so much Torah on YouTube so much Torah on YouTube different and it's all different types you have Alakha classes you have Zohar classes you have Hasidis you have all different Chabad Breslev Satmar anything you want to learn it's all on there it's all on there 
obviously at a certain point, you know, you have to get off YouTube and, yeah. and open the books. But <laughs> for sure, but uh, no one did, no one did. I listen to at least the two, three shirim a week on YouTube um, that I can't get to because they're in Yerushalayim. But it, thank God the rabbis, you know, put it, put them online, and we can get them. That's amazing. Yeah, I think we're in this age that like what you're doing and where we're trying to do with this podcast, we're like trying to change like the internet basically, like making it holy. Because like these platforms are meant, I think, for Kedusha. The Rebbe there's there's tremendous potential for yeah. Kedusha, absolutely. Yeah. The Rebbe said it once, like he heard it like a story yeah. from someone said saying in the podcast before, like the Rebbe said like the radio was meant for Tanya. It was made for Tanya. <laughs> and I think YouTube too. And I think everything, you know, for Torah. It was all meant for Torah. And it's beautiful that you're doing your part and we're trying to do our part and together uh, making this world a better place. Bezat Hashem. Yeah. Hashem yeah. That's the goal. You have, a message, uh, you have a message for, for the people out there, one for happiness and one for physical and mental health, maybe. Okay, so as far as physical health goes, um, your body is absolutely worth taking care for, taking care of. And, you know, I can just, I, I, I won't promise it will be easy, but I can promise it will be absolutely worth it. Um, because you only have one body, Hashem gift, gifted it to you, and it's up to you to take care of it. And um, I just, I, it's, I, I talk about this all the time online, but I just, my life improved exponentially and just like, every area and i still i still have yet to meet someone who put in a lot of work got got into shape and said like oh this wasn't worth it <laughs> so it just improves every aspect of your life and as far as mentally goes um you know i wouldn't i would say don't let what you struggle with define you um i was when i was uh, very depressed in you know high school and college i was kind of laying that like define me in, in a way and instead of saying you know i'm a great guy uh, who just occasionally you know gets depressed i was like oh, I'm, I'm like i would describe myself as a very depressed person so i would say try and get out of that mindset if you can obviously easier said than done um but yeah just you know when you're trying to improve yourself be easy on yourself don't beat yourself up when you make mistakes because those are inevitable and the only thing that you should care about is getting up and continuing forward. Yeah, it's uh, Emmett, man. Like, <laughs> Rabbi Nachman also says that, like, if you're, you know, people look at wrestlers sometimes crazy with the things they do. Like, but Rabbi Nachman said, if a, you know, our main war is against depression, mm-hmm. and that and you can see that especially in our generation, like, it's uh, it's a pandemic that's way more colossal than any yeah. pandemic we've been experiencing in the last year mm-hmm. right depression and that <laughs> only added <laughs> that only added to the level of depression that there is in the world right but like you have to do whatever you can to not get sunken into that and even if that means going on turn jew and reading 20 minutes of be- of memes just to laugh, you know, or to watch a, po- a podcast from two chassis and whatever it is. If it means clapping your hands, dancing, um, you know, like I, sometimes I come working home and I just... Working out. Yeah, working out. But no, but I mean like, shtud, even like, yeah, if working out makes you happy, then go work out. Go, t- go take a run. But like, it, it whatever will make you it happy. Is, whatever it is, just do something. And oftentimes it's a physical act just to snap your mood, to break the pattern. I think that's one thing that helped, helped me a lot of is, is like, breaking the pattern right you when you're when you're falling into a depressing time usually there's a similar pattern that occurs 
and then like you get to that point. Mm-hmm. And if you're just able to break it and to snap out of it, then you can you can lift yourself back up. And um, I think that t- that taps into the discipline that you're talking about. Just like you know, just show up, work out every day. Like go for a run, run, go for a walk, whatever it is, do mm-hmm. something, so you don't you know get bored and fall into depression. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a bad thing. You need a good balance. Exactly. Of fun, work and play. And a lot of torrent and, feeler. And you literally have that. You have like the work, like your fitness, and then you have the play, the jokes and the memes. Yeah. <laughs> and you can combine them. <laughs> exactly. It's very nice. Very so nice. where can, uh, besides the turn Jew, at the turn Jew on, on Instagram, where else can people find you if they want to maybe get uh, some coaching on physical fitness? Um, you can find me at, at From Fitness, also on Instagram. Um, I also, uh, I'm also on Twitter, although like, it's funny. Um, I didn't intend for this, but like I got a lot of non-Jewish followers. Like I post like fitness, you know, motiv- just like general motivation. And I got a lot of non-Jews following me, which was like, it's not bad. It's just like, I was just like, oh, that wasn't expected. But they're all like, sure. they need fitness too, man. They're all insanely nice to me, which is like the funny thing. Like a few have like private, like privately messaged me and they're just like, hey, I'm not Jewish, but like, I really think what you do is like really cool. And I was like, oh, thank you. Amazing. So, yeah, the Jews also realize it. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, if you're interested in coaching, I do online coaching. So no matter where you are, I can more than happy to discuss it with you and help you take the first few steps towards changing your life for the better. So, that's a shame. We'll get started soon. Yeah. Get some regiment in. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be strong. I don't want to be anything. I just want to be healthier. I want to. I want dvekut. I want to pray with more dvekut. I want to be like just healthier. I want to mm-hmm. also, you know, pick up my kids one day without the shem and not worry, not exactly. get to eighty and be broken. I'm already yeah. broken at twenty eight. So <laughs> I don't even know what's gonna be in 20, 30 years. <laughs> Gotta fix some of it without the shem. Thank you so much, Yaakov. Thanks uh, for having me. <laughs> thank you so much really for coming. Good, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, no, I had, I had a wonderful time. So. Thank you, and who knows? Maybe we'll do this again. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe we'll, next time we'll be in Yerushalayim. We can uh, <laughs> check out some cool places. You can show us around. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> Run in Gansaka. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank so you guys. for watching. If you like this, we're doing every week, or even not more, once a week, more than once a week, podcasts like these clips. Uh, so, yeah, if you like them, subscribe, like, share, and... Uh, comment everything everything yeah if you want to support us we have a paypal that we're going to be adding to the description um and we'll be putting yakov's links there as well so you can find him and um yeah guys have a good kosher pesach welcome to the pod what's up guys this is the turnt you and you're listening to two chassids in a pod The place I trained at, my instructor called me the killer because he was like, <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm like this nice, polite Jewish kid, but I know how to like punch someone in the face. <laughs>